An entitled customer refuses to pay me and my developer for rapidly creating, coding, and launching his website. And after he flat out said that he would never pay me my money, I decided that I was going to get some revenge. And as a result, I single-handedly took down his business, made him lose his home, and exposed him for the con man that he really is. And I've never felt more satisfied taking somebody down in my life. Here's what happened. So to start things out, this happened in the early 2000s. I used to be a freelance front and developer, as well as a search engine optimization guru. Back then, getting on the front page of Google was pretty simple. Link exchanging was pretty risky. I never did that, but I did have a single website that had some serious page rank clout due to it being linked as a trusted source directly from one of the top and most trusted websites in the world. I would use this website for the best clients to get their page rank and search engine position leapfrogging over basically everybody else, allowing them to be higher up in ranking than older and more trusted websites. Now, one day I was approached by somebody named Bob. Bob is not his real name. He sold traveling packages and he needed to revamp his basic existing website with a complex website built with pretty tricky back-end coding. Now, I could do the front end, but I had to hire a back-end developer to build the functionality. Bob had a major launch in a month's time and it had to be ready. I usually asked for a 25% deposit up front, but Bob said no. He was stung by the last developer and wasn't going to lose any more money. Now, from the moment I met Bob, my gut was telling me this was going to end badly. The problem was I needed the money, and it was worth quite a bit of money for me and the developer. So I skipped the deposit on the promise that he would pay me in full before it went on his server. And to that, Bob agreed. For an entire month, we worked day and sometimes all night to get this done in his time frame. With one day to spare, we had done it. And I'd never been so proud of what we achieved. I was honestly excited to show Bob. The next day, I sent the link to my test server and he called me up to discuss it. Bob said everything looked good, but he was worried that his server's PHP version might be too old to run it. I assured him it would, but he was too scared that it wouldn't and that we would just scrub our hands of it. We went backwards and forwards, but he was insistent that the site had to be uploaded and tested on his server before he parts with any kind of money. Now, I chatted with my developer and he didn't like it either, but we agreed that we would upload our work onto his server. And honestly, Honestly, this was a massive mistake, as Bob stabbed us directly in the back, doing something that I honestly never expected. So Bob gave me the FTP details and the server login, and I uploaded the site. I told him it was live, and then suddenly there was nothing. I sent several emails and then phone calls. The emails went unanswered, and the phone went to voicemail. Sensing a major problem, I rushed to my computer. I fired up my FTP program to delete our work on his server, but our access was completely denied. He had locked us out, and the following day, he went live with our work. For several days, I tried phoning him until one morning he actually answered the phone. He said to me, Listen, I'm not ever going to pay you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then he just hung up the phone. Honestly, rage was a really good word to describe my feelings. I was shaking while I still held the phone in my hand. For the next hour, my range of explicitives were growing in complexity. As I sat there figuring out what to do, it hit me. Revenge will indeed be mine. I decided to register a new domain name, which was Bob's travel domain plus the word sucks at the end of it. So, for example, if Bob's website was called bobstravel.com, I decided to purchase bobstravelsucks.com. I uploaded our work, basically an exact mirror of his live website, straight onto my new domain. I used my all-powerful mega page rank domain to link it to my new sucks domain. Within one month, my website jumped above his website 
website in Google for literally every conceivable search phrase that you would use for the packages that he sold. No matter what you typed in, my site was the first result and his was always below mine. During that month, I created a second website, which was Bob's full name with sucks at the end of it. On this website, I posted what happened, screenshots of his emails and warning everyone what a con man he was. Bob had a somewhat unusual first and last name. And again, within a month, my website was above his own personal website. And then fast forward and I completely forgot about it. But not even four months later, I get a cease and desist email from a solicitor's firm. A quick Google search showed that the solicitor's firm was made up and didn't even exist. So I replied back by saying, I'm not ever going to take them down and there's nothing you can ever do about it. Now, every now and then, I would get emails from people he had conned by taking their money for a travel package, but never booking their package. I would put those names on my websites, making sure his full name and company name were spread across each negative review. A few months passed by, and I get an anonymous email linking to a new domain with a website that has my full name and the word sucks at the end of it. I'm told to remove my two websites, and then he will remove this new one. And once again, I get a quick search going, and what do you know? It isn't even on Google. No one could even find it. I reply back for a second time with his comment to me. As each month passes by, I'm getting more and more people emailing me saying that they've been ripped off. And so I just keep adding them to my website. As it would turn out, the travel agency world is very well regulated and they started investigating into Bob's business using my website as their main tool. I get a call from Bob and Bob is not a happy Bob. In fact, Bob is more of a desperate Bob. Looking at this text now, I know you can almost hear the despair and resentment in Bob's voice. Bob pleads and literally begs me to pull the sites down. Not only is he being investigated by the Travel Agency Association, but he had some very important friends that didn't appreciate the bad press that he was causing in their circles. He offers to pay me the money that he owed. Nothing more, just what he owed. And for a third time, and with a massive smile on my face, I said his favorite phrase right back at him. Listen, I'm not ever going to take them down and there's nothing you can do about it. Fast forward a few months later and I discover his travel company has been removed from all travel associations. No matter what you typed into Google, my website outranked his and all the bad reviews on my site were the first thing his potential customers would see. I crippled his business so badly, it went bust. During the collapse, one of his ex-employees contacted me and told me how hard he had worked to get my website off the first page. He had registered dozens and dozens of other domains in hopes that they would somehow jump ahead. But little did he know that only the top domain websites in the world could jump it. Now, apparently, Bob's property was tied into the loans on the failing business, and he lost his house too. It took me just about a year to turn his business from a cash cow into a dead cow. Now, many of you might be saying that I should have taken the money and not pulled the sites down, but at that point, it wasn't about the money. He seriously thought he could buy his way out of it after pretending to be a solicitor and then trying the same thing on me. Him knowing I didn't care about the money anymore must have driven him crazy because money was all he ever cared about. He then knew that he could do nothing to stop his business from going down the drain and all he could ever do was watch it all fall apart right around him. And I've never been more satisfied to take down somebody in my life. Wow, what an awesome story. That Bob guy is a complete jerk. He seriously said, I'm not ever going to pay you and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, buddy, what is wrong with you? You can't just do that to somebody and expect to get away with it. Like, first and foremost, I'm sure that was a really hard job. You and the backend developer you hired worked incredibly hard to get this server up and running for this guy. And then he just turns around and stabs you and the developer in the back. 
back. Like seriously, that is so messed up. I know if I was in your shoes, I would have gone to the police or gone to some kind of small claims court just to make sure this guy is punished for stealing from you. But it honestly seems like what you did instead was a huge service to humanity as a whole. Like this guy was lying. He was somebody who was not doing what he was advertising and he was basically completely stealing people's money. So honestly, good for you for getting back at this guy because when you have sketchy business practices, then you absolutely deserve to lose it all. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Today, I messed up by breaking a car elevator and essentially blocking all of my boss's cars underground. And now I'm really worried that I'm about to get fired. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I want to give some context. I work in a mid-sized company. I have a contract for four months, which will end at the end of this month. I work at the general department, so basically I'm a handyman. My manager wants to keep me with a permanent position, and I told him that I would be ready to join if my salary goes up. And it wouldn't even have to be some scandalous sum of money, just what I think is a livable wage. Now, to access the building, everyone comes by subway, except the bosses that all use their cars. When you come in by car, you have to take a car elevator and park in one of the two underground parking lots. Now, a water pipe broke down to the second level and was completely leaking, so I called a plumber to make the repair. He comes to our office in a car and told me that he will have to drain the pipe from his car. So I say, well, that's no problem. We can just use the car elevator. Now, for additional context, my boss rides in those absolute monster of a car. They're super wide and they're super heavy. So I didn't think much of it and I guide the plumber's car to the elevator. He goes in and there's no problem. And as soon as the door closes, he turns to me and says, wait, the car weighs more than two tons. And in front of us, there was a warning that said no more than two tons on the elevator. The elevator begins to go down and stops just as fast. And this is when I realized that I messed up. I called my manager to say that I'm stuck. I use the emergency button of the elevator and I talk to the guy and they say that we will send someone soon. One hour later, somebody came by and two hours later, we managed to very slowly come to the second level where we just started out at. We make our way out of the elevator and understand a few things that are about to happen. For starters, all of our bosses, even the very high-ranking director, have their cars in the parking garage. The elevator doesn't work and the still very heavy plumber car is all the way down here as well. Also, the guy who rescued me out of the elevator is not qualified to repair it. And overall, I just feel like I'm neck deep in garbage. My bosses will all end their day in about 30 minutes and I'm probably going to be fired. And trust me, this director has a very impulsive personality and he is just straight up awful and has already fired people for smaller mistakes. So at this point, I honestly don't know what to do. If I was in your shoes, there's no way I would tell the truth. I am not about to own up to something that's gonna get me fired like that. First and foremost, you were just trying to fix a leaky pipe. That is not your fault and you were just trying to do your job. But it sounds like if you tell them, hey, I broke the elevator and now you can't go home, they're just gonna straight up fire you. So yeah, what I'm about to say might seem a little sketchy, but personally, I would blame the elevator breaking on the leaking pipe just to make sure I don't get in trouble. Like the guy that you work for sounds like an absolute basket case. Why on earth would you even want to put yourself in a position where he can have the opportunity to fire you? I just don't think that's a good idea and honestly, I think it's time for you and the plumber to basically band together and be like, I don't know, we were going down to fix the pipe and then suddenly this happened. I wouldn't be like, yeah, it's because the car weighed too much. I don't know, that's just me. There's no way I'm going to own up to that and get fired as a result. I know that probably comes off as really dishonest, but in today's world, I would rather keep my job and figure this out later than get fired on the spot for an honest, innocent 
opposite mistake. But what would you do in this situation? Would you tell the truth and risk getting fired on the spot? Or would you just blame the elevator breaking on something else and try and retain your job no matter what? Leave a comment down below. We would love to see what you have to say. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk subreddit. Check the links in the description if you would like to submit your own story. Am I the jerk for telling my housemate to get lost? All because he's trying to control what I can and can't do in my own home. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I'm a 22-year-old male, and back in February of this year, I lost my father and have inherited his house that I live in right now. I also lost my mother when I was 10 years old, so everything was default to go to me with the probate process. And for those who may not know what probate is. It's essentially a process you go through if a relative like a father or a mother or a grandparent passes away and they didn't have any kind of will. And this is basically the process of putting assets into people's name legally and since I don't have any siblings it all went to me. So this housemate in particular, we'll call him Ben for the sake of the story, Ben is not his real name, has lived with me for about 10 years since I was a kid basically. And he has been helping me with a probate process which I very much appreciate. But in the past 2-3 to months he has been acting like he is in control of the house. We have also been remodeling a bunch of things. But the kicker is is that he always gets upset with me and my friends when we do something that he doesn't like. And my friend lives here too and pays a fair amount of rent. One day, Ben and my friend, we'll call my friend Phil, had a disagreement of some kind. But Ben then told Phil that it was no wonder that his family doesn't want him, among other things. I had to break it up and Ben threw a punch and hit Phil before I was able to separate them. And I really did see him throw the punch and land it. Afterwards, Phil left to go stay with his girlfriend for a week or two. And later that night, Ben and I got into a screaming match and he was telling me that Phil is a piece of garbage and was calling him all these nasty things. I argued back that he had no right to punch Phil, but he lied to my face and said that he never touched Phil, even though Phil literally had a black eye for like a week. So I knew Ben was flat out lying to my face. But when I went to go and pick up Phil when he was ready to come back, I told Ben that I needed gas because I did didn't have any and I couldn't get any until I got paid and I asked him for only $5 to make sure I had enough gas to get Phil and come back to my house and honestly I was annoyed that he was basically trying to tell me that I should kick Phil out and mind you it's important to note that Ben pays less than half of what Phil pays in rent Ben told me whatever it's your house do what you want and me being already annoyed I told him yeah it's my house and you're living in it and this was about a month or two ago last night things really came to a head when me and my other friend, I'll call him Jake, were downstairs drinking and playing video games and just having an all-around good time. But out of nowhere, Ben comes and tells us people are coming to move things at like 8 in the morning. And this was at midnight, and me and Jake were already a bit tipsy. And then another hour goes by, and we're talking normally and not being loud because me and Jake were trying to be respectful. But even still, Ben comes downstairs and screams at the both of us, saying, You guys need to shut up. I need to be awake at 6 o'clock in the morning. 
And also, just so everybody knows, he sleeps with his door open so he can hear every sound. And Jake and I weren't even being that loud. Eventually, the rest of the night went well and we all went to sleep. The morning rolls around and nobody is here moving anything. And Ben was still sitting on his bed on his phone. And I asked him, where are the people moving things? And he responded with, they're not coming today. And also, I was awake early enough to know that he didn't wake up and do what he said he had to do. So at that point, I knew he was lying to me and Jake just to get his stupid beauty sleep. But when he said that, I called him out. I straight up said to him, so you were lying just to get us to be quiet? And then he lied to my face again, saying that he had to get up early and do something. But I responded by saying, I was literally awake when you said you had to go do something. But I didn't hear you wake up and start moving until 9 o'clock in the morning. And there was absolutely no signs of anybody moving furniture. He started to just make excuses. So I told him, look, I appreciate that you're helping with the probate process, but you are on what I think to be a power trip. And you think that you can tell me what to do in my own house and act like you don't do anything wrong. While you have constantly lied to my face over and over these past few months. And I know for a fact that you were lying. So I want you to pack your things and find somewhere else to stay because I am sick and tired of you telling me what to do and how to act in my own home. So pack your stuff and leave. The only time I want to see you is when we meet with a probate lawyer to put those assets into my name. Now, after I said that, he started yelling at me and talking all kinds of trash to me. And it came to a point where I got in his face and told him to get out of my house. He then went silent and started to pack up and left. But it honestly has me wondering, am I the jerk for telling him to get out of my house? Did I cross a line here? What should I do? First off, I want to say I'm so sorry that you lost your father. That really is not fair. And that has to be a really hard thing to be going through. So on that end, I'm really sorry you had to deal with that. Also, it really does sound like Ben was being very, very toxic. He was getting in arguments with Phil. He was lying to you and Jake about trying to get you to go to sleep and go to bed at a certain time, all because he had people coming in to move stuff around or whatever that was. And it really seems like Ben was not a good fit for the house. So I really think it was time for him to find some other place to live. Now, on the other end of this, I do think to a certain extent, you and Jake were being rude to Ben. It's midnight and we didn't really specify what day it was. But when you live with other roommates, you need to have some kind of quiet hours of some kind. Otherwise, you're going to run up into this. People have different sleep schedules. People have different responsibilities and things they want to do. And interrupting that is really not fair. And trust me, I totally get it. Ben lied to get you to shut up. But the underlying issue here is that you were being loud. And I really think that should have been handled in a more mature manner. Now, that doesn't justify Ben's behavior. I still think he was a massive jerk in this situation. And he really did need to go. But I think it could have been handled a lot differently, in my opinion. So overall, with all things considered, I don't think you're the jerk for kicking him out of your house. But maybe, in my opinion, it could have been handled just a little bit better. Am I the jerk for turning down one of my babysitting clients after she refused to pay me what she owed me? Here's what happened. So I babysit part-time and have been for the past two years. In that time, I've gotten some regular families who will have me babysit. One of my favorite clients is Sarah. She's 21 and has a five-year-old daughter. Her mom and my mom are very close friends. She was one of my first clients, and because I was doing it as a favor to my mom, I gave her a reduced rate of about $10 an hour, while my other clients pay about $15 to $25 an hour, depending on how many kids they have and the kid's age. Recently, I decided to fire Sarah and stop babysitting her daughter. I babysit her daughter at least once a week, if not more. Over the summer, I was basically Sarah's daycare plan, where I agreed to take care of her daughter while she worked all for about $200 a week. I would also babysit her a lot on the weekends so that Sarah could go party with her friends. After a few weeks of her coming home hours later with no text or warning, 
I told her that I would begin charging her double for every hour that she's late. So if I was supposed to babysit from 7 to 11, that'd be $40. But if I was supposed to babysit during that same time frame and she came home at 3 o'clock in the morning, then she would need to pay me $120. She wouldn't pay me more than $40 unless her mom made her pay or her mom would pay it for her. She kept coming home late and began to stop paying me. I kept track of all of this, by the way, and I sent her a text telling her that unless she paid me what she owed me, I wouldn't babysit her daughter ever again. She finally did after two weeks of me not answering any request to babysit, but I decided to fire her anyways and tell her I won't be babysitting for her ever again because of her refusal to pay me. Also, without babysitting her daughter so much, I can babysit for other people who pay way more. My mom and her mom are really upset since she can't afford other childcare and they keep telling me just to babysit for her and they'll make sure that she pays me or that they pay me for her. So honestly, am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Honestly, if I'm working freelance in any kind of job, the second someone says I'm not going to pay you, that is the immediate straw that breaks my back. There's no way I will ever work with them ever again. There is an unspoken trust between freelancers and their clients. I do my job and you pay me. If you don't pay me, I will never help you with anything ever again. For me at least, that bridge is immediately burned and I will never feel like I can trust them ever again. So for you to say I'm not going to work with you ever again and I'm not going to watch your kid, that in my opinion is completely reasonable. This lady's trying to make you watch your daughter far longer than you signed up for and she is not properly compensating you for anything that you're doing. She is straight up taking advantage of you and she probably will just do this again. So if I was in your shoes, I would absolutely stick to my boundary and say no, I'm not babysitting for you ever again because you do not need that kind of garbage in your life and honestly, you can find clients who are going to treat you a lot better than this lady. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.